Hello there. Welcome to Everpals. Pals. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome back. Yeah, I miss that music. I know you don't hear it every time, but I do. I like it. Well, you know, I, I re-listen to all the episodes. Oh, okay. So you uh, got to get those few count up. <laughs> so, <laughs> I get to hear it. I think it fits perfectly. I remember when you wanted to change the music. Every episode. Not every episode, but like themed. I have some other ones. We, we should try them out sometime. I think you haven't listened to them in a while. Um, but... Yeah, I think people have probably gotten accustomed to that intro and outro music. No, oh, well, I think you know the fun music is uh, is great. Um, but I know that you'd like to listen to that probably in your spare time. Just you know, you don't need uh, you don't need to put it in the podcast, right? Yeah, I do actually. I listen to um, a lot of these YouTube. Um, this stuff on YouTube, just like when I'm grading or reading something. So yeah, I listen to it quite often. I like these kind of peaceful, relaxing things. Are you like listening to the EverQuest like lore music while you're grading papers and like, you know, students come in and be like, uh, hey doctor, how's it going? What the hell are you listening to? <laughs> no, like most of the stuff I do is, is virtual nowadays, but um, I do have uh, headphones like in pretty much all the time because there's not like a quiet area for me to do my grading. So I have to do it amongst all the students. Isn't that bad for your ears to wear headphones all the time? Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. But, we'll find out when I can't hear and I have tinnitus, right? What? Oh, I already have tinnitus. But anyway, um, so yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since we've uh, put an episode out. And I know some people have already said, you know, even like a, two days after we released uh, previous episode, they were like, we're ready for another one. So here we are recording another episode for you, whoever you might be. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess to start it off, we, we waited till the end of the episode last time. So we might as well just punch it at the beginning. Ooh, yeah. 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 Uh, still time. Um, we're, we are doing a giveaway. Five Chrono. Yeah. Five Chrono don't, uh, donated graciously by Lambac. Thank you again, Lambac. Uh, very nice of you to donate the Chrono to, uh, help, um, or advertise or increased uh, for me it's really increasing listener participation and like communication i really like that yeah um what you have to do is just go on our instagram you know like follow and then that can kind of direct you right over to our discord channel where all i ask is you tell us what your favorite zone is you don't even have to tell us why but a lot of people in that channel are going ahead and telling us why their favorite zones are what they are yeah so far nothing too crazy there were some interesting ones uh i know mine was probably not a popular choice but uh carno's castle is one of my favorite zones and just because of the memories i have there of leveling with my warrior on povar and i think i was really shocked that a lot of those zones um were on like the the west coast of of norath there um, right i think someone picked uh Yurid's crossing that was yeah. right uh Lots of Quenos, Quenos Hills, uh, you know, oh, uh, Blackborough, which is, which is just, it's weird to me because I was, I was a free porter, you know? Yes. Yeah. I was a Fadewer and free porter. Yep. Me too. And I don't, I think we've talked about this before. Uh, well, before we get there, but uh, yeah, go ahead and <laughs> jump on our discord. Tell us what your favorite zone is. And, uh, you know, uh, in a couple of weeks here, you have until St. Patrick's Day. Uh, we will pick a winner, right? 
Yeah, and if you can't find where, you know, you should be able to find us on Instagram. But uh, links to all that is in the description for this podcast. It'll be under the link tree um, thing. You just click on that, and you'll find our Discord, and you'll find Instagram there. And, you know, give it a like, give it a comment. It helps spread the word of EverPals uh, across all of Norath. Yes. And not just uh, not just an English server. <laughs> Right, not just oh, on the server. But I was re- actually really happy to see a couple P ninety niners on on there uh listening. Hello to our P ninety nine fans. Yeah, so remember way back uh when I took a break in Omens of War on Mangler. Uh, mm-hmm. I did play on P ninety nine for a while. I think I got up to, I can't remember what class I played. I think it was magician. I got up to like twenty or something. And it just takes so long for for leveling uh on P ninety nine. P ninety nine is for the sadists. It is, and I, and I I applaud you for playing on P ninety nine. I know it's a wonderful community, uh, lots of GM uh, interactions, and for the most part, a great uh, grouping community. Um, I I don't know much about the rating community. I I've heard things, but um, you know, it's a it's a poop shoot. It's first come song, first yeah. serve. It's a rate. It's a race to uh, first to engage and right. I, there's actually a video that just was recently. Sometimes I browse the P99 forums. You read um, forums? You know how dangerous read that can be, right? Forums all the time at work. Okay. Yep. But on the P99 forums, a guy just posted a video on how he was. Um, there's like a timer or, or, or something to like let you go to the mob. You're not allowed to like move past a certain line until you know, something happens or whatever. You know, it's like a race. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he's got. He's got like video evidence of people like, um, uh, like it's proof that you can't even hit your key fast enough. These people have like some sort of automated program that they're using wow. to uh, get just a fraction of a distance further, you know, in right. this, the start. Um, but that was yeah. P ninety nine P ninety nine seems like a real, um, uh, what, what are they called? Edge lords. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I think is a great. Uh, community for it is like grouping and casual leveling and just kind of experiencing what EverQuest used to be like as far as difficulty. Uh, I got sirens in the background, so you go ahead and speak about it for a second. I um no, I would love to have like a level like thirty character. You know, um, I wish I could just like have one gifted to me. You know, in a, in a sense, but I would love to just be in that like grouping community where I'm you know hanging out in I don't know. Uh, the split Paul or, or wherever and, right. you know, and bring the content all over again, you know, um, cause at, at some point, you know, one to 10, one 20, that's just all grinding, um, and, and soloing mobs to your heart's content. But after you get past that, like 20, where you're like doing, uh, orc highway in, uh, Oasis or, right. Or high, uh, high old keep high hold or something like that. Yeah. Um, that's when you start to group, and that was one of my favorite parts of of like classic EverQuest was was just sitting there for a couple hours and and meeting new totally. people and yeah. You never know; we might give it a try someday. Um, you know, we're having a lot of fun. I know I am um, on Mangler with our my new new ish. I guess I can't even say new anymore. Um, it's been a couple of months now. Uh, yeah, you have out. you have responsibilities now. Right, right, right. So, yeah, I'm with Kith and Ken, and I'm a wizard, um, Telsey, or TLC, uh, Teabag, all the above on, um, <laughs> on Mangler. And 
there's not a lot of wizards uh, that raid. Some of them are like boxes. So there's an event in Seeds of Destruction. It's the second to last event as part of the Discord Tower uh, raid. And it's there wasn't a, there was something like this in um, Serpent Spine as well, where you had to uh, hit something with particular nukes. Uh, but this one it gives out four emotes, and it's like Simon says for wizards. Um, mm-hmm. And you have to nuke the appropriate mob with the appropriate fire ice spell in order to advance uh, to the next. And you do four in, a, four in a row correctly, and you can get the mob down 20%. Um, and so I sold it um, this past week, and everybody was really happy about it. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And I found out I was the first one to solo it um, in the guild. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. All right, well... Uh, I'm, I'm claiming, had, I'm claiming like, that uh, I was the first wizard, to solo it. Wizard, mage or whatever, but yeah, 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 I think if you were the one to solo it, you may have, might just have to claim that for yourself. Yeah, and so it was a kind of a special circumstance because I went into work um, that morning and, and did some stuff in class and then came back home with my laptop and I realized I left my laptop charger in on campus, which was 40 miles away. So I didn't have enough time to go back and everything to get it. So I had to pull out my old laptop that I used to box Carl. Um, this is about 10 or 12 year old laptop. Uh, it still runs EverQuest. Ooh, and you busted out Carl? You didn't I busted out Carl's laptop. anything set up? I have nothing set up. And wow. it was, I was uh, freeze locking. Like the game was freezing up for about 10 or 15 seconds at a time at the end of the raid. But uh, we won, we won. Is is that computer sixty four bit capable, or did you? Is that the last final use that you'll ever get out of that computer? So this was post patch, so sixty four bit oh. was there. So I guess it works. Oh, yeah, Ooh. yeah. So I'm works. impressed. You know that, ladies and gentlemen. You know, round of applause. That's how you survive. You know, you make shift, and you you just find the will to to you know do with what you have to what you have and um (laughs) yeah you know tlc's over here uh just finding ways to 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 win you know even though he doesn't have uh doesn't have any hotkeys or macros set up that's that's super impressive yeah i don't i don't typically use macros um if you you've seen my ui uh it's it's a clusterfuck of of windows and and hot bars and all that kind of shit um Mm -hmm. but i kind of know like I had a muscle memory as I was like where my spells, where my abilities are. And so I was able to remember most of my AAs and, and special abilities and, and clickies that I really wanted. So I made it work. Uh, it probably wasn't my greatest night for DPS, but um, you know, I was able to raid and participate with the group and get us through. Successful to say the least. Yeah. Had a good time. Um, Missed you. I know you're working, but. Yeah, it's my one, my one day uh, that I miss now. Uh, right. I'm really happy with the rain schedule because I was like two days one week, one day another. Right. Um, and, you know, if we didn't do like an off night raid for DKP, I was missing out. Um, right. But now I am almost guaranteed two nights a week and I still get the off night. So that's great. Yep. Um, one thing I was going to uh, talk about was uh, being a free porter versus a, Kinoser or a G Fair. Um, and you told me on Povar, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're 
EC tunnel was uh, in Gfei, right? So, so I don't know. Like I know trading in Greater Fey was very popular, um, and if you remember about Greater Fey Dark, they're similar to uh, the Common Lands. There's two. Um, no wait, there's not two ports there. You got the port to Butcher Block, and then you got the port to Greater Fey. Um, but yeah, that was a really common place to do trading was in Greater Fey Dark. Um, there often was like, you know, 100 to 200 people in Greater Fey Dark trading goods. Um, now, I don't know if there was something equivalent in uh, Eastern Commons because I couldn't get there as a warrior. I didn't get there, but I know uh, it was very popular to be able to get whatever you needed in Greater Fey. Um, yeah, and, and on Vishan's server, it was always um, uh, behind Jade's uh, in North Freeport. Um, it's it's hard to get to for some people. Well, uh, there was a... Correct me if I'm wrong, but there is always a uh, um, like a, a subsystem, like a, a like the Quenos Catacombs, a sewer you, or something. Yeah, yeah. there's free port sewers. Could, yeah, that you could get through, and people had their own ways of of figuring that out. Um, I was so this is what what we're going to lead into today. A little bit of lore and nostalgia and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, obviously we've talked. To, I've kind of already showed you a little bit of the stuff we're going to talk about. You showed me your um, lore. I showed you the lores. I showed you the way. Um, no, but uh, I was reading. You actually started this. You sent me the Fires of Heaven link. Now, oh, well, you're welcome. I used to be a frequenter on the Fires of Heaven boards. Um, even if I wasn't in the guild, I was, you know, looking at the meme channel and stuff. They had, I, f I feel like they were the first, like, Tumblr <laughs> The the right, website right, right. was really like the forum was there. They, I believe they created memes. You know, uh, EverQuest EverQuest was really one of the the forefronts of like social media, uh, um, and especially like all the foreign hopping that you could do. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I was like, dang, I kind of wish I could find some of my old stuff. You know, uh, some of my old posts to see how cringy I was, um, and. That led to me finding, um, oh God, what's his name? The the guy that does the EQ mysteries for P ninety nine. Oh, Michael Shenanigans. Correct, correct. Yeah. Um, so I was going down some like nostalgia posts that they had, and that was linked to uh, Michael Shenanigans' um, nostalgia posts of his, you know, when they were current back in like okay. 2016 or 17 or something like that. And they have like a 72 page thread that I have oh not even gotten halfway through yet. That's some deep dive but in there. It's, it's, it's all nostalgia. It's people talking about beta. It's people talking about right. classic. It's people talking about quests that don't exist anymore. Things that I didn't even know about. Like, um, did you know there was like a paladin sword that dropped in plain of sky that, it was only one, it only dropped one time. A Fires of Heaven Paladin, I believe, had it. And it was like a 151 to 15 ratio. And it like hit for like 600. It was a super invincible. But as soon as you left the zone, it like disappeared. That was oh, it. That was so it was like temporary, thing. no rent. You're right. Oh. And so for whatever, however long they had that, 
this character was like super pumped. But um, did they just stay in playing this guy, never leave? <laughs> it was like, well, that's my job now. I just gotta stay logged in and never leave. Yeah. How would, well, I mean, how would you know that it was? And I guess like you know somebody else looted on a different server, then word spread. But you have to remember, you know, nothing, back in 1999, uh, the forums were the only source of communication. Like you didn't have Discord, you didn't have, you know, information flowed a lot more slowly. Um, so it's really cool to see those kind of things. So that's what uh, part of the problem was. I'm pretty sure he had uh, no clue what was going to happen. And right. this was like one of those fabled, did it drop? Didn't it drop? Why did it drop? Why did it only drop one time? Nobody could really, you know, justify or verify what was going on with it, you know. Um, and so, yeah, we. Th this is how word traveled. I mean, is there any items that, you know, classic EverQuest had for you that you were like, oh, if I ever see this, you know, I'm going to be a god or, <laughs> or anything like that? So I was such a casual player um, and I still consider myself a fairly casual player um but definitely during classic even into kunark and edging into velius i was a very casual player um i didn't do any raiding whatsoever in classic um i only really got to like level 30 ish in classic i had a problem with like altitis where i just like leveled uh three or four characters uh, i had a warrior i had a druid and i think a necromancer and i leveled all three of them to around level 30 ish um and I just had fun just hanging out with people. I was really crappy at the game. I died a lot. Um, I didn't accept reses. <laughs> I just went ahead and took the experience penalty and um, didn't get a lot of loot. So I was a pretty crappy player, quite honestly. Um, it wasn't until Velius when I really started raiding. So I missed out. That's why a TLP has some um, appeal to me, like early classic um, mm -hmm. has some appeal because I never did any of that in era. <clears throat> yeah, I, um, it, you know, it is, it is interesting that, you know, if we feel so knowledgeable of the game, like maybe currently, yeah, but prior to, you know, TLPs and 20 years of, of people making educated right. analyses of all these things, the, the wild, wild west of, of EverQuest was something to behold of classic, you know, so many mysteries, so many, like, does this exist? Does this not exist? Well, um, for me, it was like, I didn't know where rare mob spawn. I didn't know what drops were best for me. I didn't know. I, I barely had maps for, for some areas and some of it, I just drew on a piece of paper and be like, there's mobs that spawn here and here. Cause I was like pulling and kind of remember where to go. Um, but definitely didn't couldn't like optimize like I can now. And like, what gear upgrades do I want? What mob do we need to kill to get my upgrade? There was none of that for me in classic. Did you yeah. have anything like that? I know you had uh, a lot of support. I don't know how early on you joined Fires of Heaven, but I'm sure a community like that, uh, the discussion was pretty good about like where people needed to be to get the upgrades they wanted and stuff, right? Um. Well, you got to remember, I was young. I think I was dragged along for most things, you know. Right. Um, but, um, uh, you know, the I was more of like a forum browser. I was really interested in, the, you know, just the, the spectacle that is 
end game content. Uh, they used to, if you, I used to follow all the boards of all the, um, like best guilds, uh, was it cat and hats, Triton, Mm -hmm. flowers of happiness, fires of heaven. You used to just follow the boards and you wanted to see who got the server first kill or anytime they, they were killing like Vulak and trying to see what loot was going to be there because you never knew if you were going to see the same loot twice or not, you know? Yeah, it was, it was totally unknown. Uh, I mean, I guess the same thing happens with like a new expansion, but just the flow of information nowadays um, goes so quick. Like you can, you know, I feel like after a month or two of an expansion being released, like all the mysteries are gone. Whereas, yeah, now now there's nothing holding you back at all. Well, I mean, yeah. we're still learning some things about <clears throat> uh, Classic and, and Kunark and different things like that. I feel like... There's still some things that are unknown about those. Um, yeah, you know, recently I uh, was listening to one of those um, podcasts with the the very loving robot guy um, okay. that I bring up so often, and he had the guy that was like the creator of like Fear and Plane of Hate, um, and he had said that he had put in a mob. It was like a scareling. It was a rare mob that he had put in to the there for those people that were bold enough to go into Plane of Fear and like solo, and it would drop Kazakh loot. Yeah, it would would drop Kazakh loot. Cool. Yeah, Um, and you know if if (laughs) if it was drop dropping Kazakh loot, that you know this has never been verified. Right. Is, is it still there? Is it still in the code? Or did has somebody just not figured out the the spawn for it or what? Right, right, right. But, uh, it, you know, it sounds like that was maybe like a like a one or two time event and then somebody ended up patching it, you know, but. Yeah, I think you were telling me because um, I always wondered, like, how people find stuff out. And you said that often uh, a GM or a, a designer or something would kind of give hints like, hey, you mm-hmm. might want to check out um, that weird spot in Timorius Deep way out in the middle of the ocean. There might be something there for you. Uh, otherwise, you know, stuff just doesn't get doesn't get found. You know, I think about yeah. like Dra- Dragnor's Cauldron. Um, like, I wouldn't think to like go swimming and looking for catch keep uh, way down there, right? I no, guess, you wouldn't. <laughs> well, I guess if, you, if you're in there long enough, like, you know, exploring the whole zone. I mean, it's a crappy zone to begin with, but... If you, you know, see the goblins down there swimming, maybe you would start swimming down there. And maybe if you had your clip plane turned in the right way, uh, you'd be able to see something. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, that reminds uh, me with water. Uh, have you ever used the glitch where if you're like at the right level, the water disappears and you can see everything? Yes. Oh, I use that all the time. Man. I love it. <laughs> all right. Because, <laughs> yeah, actually swimming through water in open world sucks. Oh yeah, I especially mean, when I, like sharks are in the water and you're like swimming to get to unrest, and because uh, you don't have invis potions or anything like that. Yeah. Did you do you remember your first drown? Uh, no, I didn't. Well, so I, I remember I clipped through the. I didn't drown, but I clipped through the boat in um, Ocean of Tears. And ended up on the ocean floor and never got my corpse back. Ah, uh, that'll do it. Yeah, there was that old story of how I lost all of my crafted armor. Um, but just because I didn't know 
that necromancers could like summon a corpse. And I don't know if it was an option back then, but um, I remember I submitted a bug to a, to a GM and they just thought I fell off the boat and got, and I ended up getting killed by a shark and my uh, stuff dropped all the way to the, to the ocean floor and I never got it back. But yep. Sad story. Very sad. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> back to this uh, fires of heaven. Yeah. yeah. Uh, form. Um, it has uh, gotten me to some deep, deep waters here where I am just uh, circling the drain of <laughs> reading all this content. And, uh, you know, there's so I was almost not wanting to do a podcast today because I felt unprepared. I there were so many things I wanted to talk about and so many notes I wanted to take to like bring up. So I'm just going to like kind of go with it. I'm going to let you guide the podcast wherever it wherever it leads. Wherever just, it leads. I will follow along and try to try to keep up. Uh, <laughs> it could, it could, this could be a mess. It could go all over the place. Because I've been teaching for six hours straight. So um, I, wherever you want to lead me, I will follow you, sir. Okay. So um, there's a lot of talk about like beta and um, there's like 0.5, beta 1, beta 2, you know, all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. Um, I remember my dad having a beta disc. It had like the box work printed on it. Okay. It was like black and white. Oh, yeah. But I was reading like some people had, uh, you know, marker <laughs> just oh, at request. Just take this for, game. Like, really old. Yeah. Right. And um, it was amazing to me. I read a story about a guy um, who was in the beta and it kept freezing up his computer out in, out in Quenos, right? Hmm. And he would have to cold start his computer every time he'd get this freezing. Um, it was only about like a week or two later that he realized that he was zoning into Quenos Hills and it was just taking forever. <laughs> yeah, because there's like some of these zones, like there's no, there's no zone line. Oh, I, I do have a story. Um, it related to zone lines. So you just triggered a memory for me. Um, That's good. I was going from Greater Fay into um, Crushbone. And I went, I've been to Crushbone before and I started zoning in and I just walked right through and then I ended up into a dead end. And I went through and I said, what's going on? And my friend said, what are you talking about? Where are you? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And he zoned into Greater, he zoned into Crushbone and then, so I said, well, come back out. So he came back out and he was on the greater face side of the zone line. I was in no man's land. Um, I, I didn't zone. I went past the zone line and I went to like the dead end where there's no uh, features. And so we summoned a GM and the GM said, well, you're not supposed to be there. And they ended up summoning me back on the other side. And they said, okay, all is fixed. And I was like, man, I wanted to explore, <laughs> but there wasn't anything to explore. It was just like this unfinished corner that went around. But anyway, that's my uh, zone line story. Um, yeah, so the, I mean, you got to remember the early days of of EverQuest, all the stuff was like unknown, and I can't even remember people thinking about um, 
uh, you know, doing something like zoning and then freezing up, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it, I'm sure it came as quite a shock. You're just, you're walking and then everything just kind of stops. Nowadays, you're just like, okay, I'm zoning. Um, but back then, yeah, especially with the connection, I'm sure it was a dial-up connection and <laughs> things were getting downloaded, like 14.4 uh, baud rate. If anybody's old enough to remember what a baud rate is. Uh, but yeah. So... Um, moving along, they had, uh, you know, they were talking about some of the old zones and, you know, some of the theories about, obviously we've spoke about the, uh, uh, the Lake Rathdeer, uh, mm-hmm. monster yep. and some other things. Yeah. Mayong in, in Miss Moore Castle. Right. And, um, there was a link to one of the, uh, the EverQuest lore sites. Now I've sent this to you. I'm going to look at it now. Uh, and this site I've been on a um, hundred times probably, and I've never I, I find the navigation through the site pretty difficult, but I kind of figured it out last night and it brought me to this page. And uh, you care to share like what the page is? Yeah, so it looks like it's some kind of um, intercommunication between like the developers kind of like lining out like what their plans are for EverQuest, like basically um, some lore, but also just physical properties of each zone, uh, what each zone is going to contain, and plans for, um, it looks like they really go into detail with some of these. They, they talk about like waterways and, and lakes that are involved. And um, yeah, so it's basically just like the layout for Fedor, uh, in this one page that you sent me. Right. And um what was really interesting was um, if you do some reading, you can see that they had basically classic, you know, Fadeware and everything um, all set up all the way to Velius. Like it was like the lore was already kind of lined out that far. Well, even beyond that, you know, which we'll get into like some stuff that they didn't use and reused in much later expansions much, much later expansions. Right. Really interesting. So what I want to talk about right now is, you know, going through the list of, of fade where if you want to kind of go through it with me. Um, so, uh, just starting off at the top there, uh, you know, they had Kaladim and Kelethin Mm -hmm. and fell with, you know, they had all the main cities. They had, um, you know, the, the main races, kind of figured out right uh they had catch keep with finney there um yes one of the things i read in there was that uh finney has been contacting the plane of water and conjuring many water elementals and it says weirds but um that yep. to me means they had plane of water planned out even before you know classic everquest launched right so you know contact the plane of water so that concept of the plane of water was there in the back of their minds now in actual catch keep, there are are there water elementals? In catch keep, are there water elementals? I no, I don't believe. That. I just remember no. like seahorses and mermaids and and sharks and whatnot, but I don't remember any elementals being in there. But which is wrong. which is what is in plain of water, if you remember, is you know sharks and turtles and seahorses. That's and true. Stuff. I can't remember any kind of water elementals in the plain of water either. Okay. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. 
obviously they had uh you know Mayong and Castle Mistmore kind yes. of all uh planned out. I can't remember whose character Mayong was. Was it um Bill Trost or, or somebody? It was his D and D character. Ah, uh-huh, okay. Um but I th- you know, obviously he was put shoving that into the content. <laughs> right, right. Now this I mean, is I would a, do the same thing. I would throw in a yarn axe and you know into the to the lore if I was making my own RPG. Yeah, but your yarn axe would it be such like you're you're too modest, right? Your yarn axe would be, you know, a character in Rivervale. Uh, he would he would be the the warrior trainer in Rivervale. Right, something like that. Yeah. You're not like this is the big bag for big bad for 12 expansions. Yeah. Man, get over it. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think you know, when they made this, it's only a paragraph talking about Castle Mistmore. I don't feel like they knew he was going to be like in all these other, um, it was just, it's, it's such an iconic character. I think people really like Ma'am Mistmore. I feel like they went a little too far with everything they did with him, but um, I think in classic, it just kind of gets overlooked. Uh, Ma'am Mistmore gets overlooked, but not in beta, apparently. Not in beta. Right. Um, the vampire is, in fact, 10,000 years old, it says. That's pretty cool. The the next one has a lot of um, is very makes very curious. Um, if you want to go over that one, the next one after Castle Mistmore, I think this is when it gets really cool, um, but also a little lazy. But it's nice that they go back. But go ahead. Yeah. So um, for those of you that have made it through the Secrets of Fadeware expansion, um, you all know that there is a fortress. Mechanitus and you know Meldrath and his uh, his mansion and everything. So this this little blurb here says Fortress Mechanitus, um, home of the gnome uh, Meldrath. Meldrath. Right. So yeah. Meldrath was thought of, and I know Meldrath does exist um, in some form. But you said it's like his twin brother, though, right? In Steamfont Mountains. The lore, as I remember it, was he was like a Siamese twin or something. And uh, one of the gods cut him in half. Causing conjoined the twin. Conjoined twin. Is go. that the, the proper term for it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry to all the conjoined twins out there that I've offended with my Siamese. All, all two of you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, uh, the, the bad version of Maldrath floated up and that's why his, uh, his, fortress is floating in the air nice um, I, I believe it's like bristlebane that maybe cut him in half sounds about right Some, it's very mischievous um and the other maldraft stayed grounded um in wherever he was so yeah the idea for this fort mech fort mechanicus has been around since beta and then i'm sure it's like what 10 years almost something like that probably for secrets of fate were to come out yeah, let me, let me do a quick uh, Google search here. Yeah, when did it come out? Because it was 1999. And I think it came out like 2006 or so. Well, you got to remember, too, that um, uh, some of this the stuff while they're preparing, um, you know, beta and, and getting all the lore and stuff ready, they were planning on doing this game back in like 96, 97, 98. Oh, right, 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 right. And so my 10-year prediction was right. I think it's uh, 2006. Say Secrets was released in 2007, November ah, of 2007. Close. All right. So, yeah, almost 10 years. Um, well, eight years after release, they, they went back to these these ideas and made Fort Mech with Maldrath and, 
And that's not the only thing. I mean, um, like further down, well, I don't know how far you want to keep going, but um, pretty much all the zones of Secrets of Fade were are kind of lined out here. And I feel yeah, like... So that, that that just shows me that they did, you know, Fadeware and, and Norath, you know, because we were talking about dragons in Norath as well, where, um, you know, that kind of area of the DON expansion and this kind of area for the fortress in Meldrath and the SOF right. expansion, they were planned out. They just kind of, like, weren't released. And, you know, it was... They must have had this, this space planned out, this idea planned out, or for whatever reason. And, um, yeah, they probably always wanted to go back to that. That was one of the original ideas. And um, It makes me wonder what took them so long to get back uh, to that. Like, you know, why go with, like, Lost Dungeons and Norath or go with Legend of Yakasha, Legacy of Yakasha, instead of doing Secrets of Fate were... Um, it is, it's really interesting, like, you know, some of the expansions, uh, in between these and, um, you know, why didn't they go back to this to, to me? Like it's, it's pretty, pretty nice to tie in, you know, old, old stuff and revisit rather than just like throw something completely new in like that. I, I made those examples of like the crappier, um, uh, expansions like Eldon and Legend, right. uh, Legacy Education. Well, I can see like doing, um, but TSS, and what was after TSS? A Prophecy of Row. That's it? Oh, my God. No, oh, no, that's not true. That's not true. Other way around. Uh, after TSS was Secrets of Fadeware. Was it? Was it yeah. that close? Oh. Well, I, I, so I can see them doing this big, giant TSS expansion, right, where they added a new cla uh, new uh, race. Um, well, they added added in content level from level 1 all to the level way 70, to 70, right. Yeah. 70 um, or 75 anyway and they did they did all of this content and then they were like all right guys um what do we have <laughs> what do we have stockpiled right. away right you know they probably used all their brain energy to to put that expansion together and they were just like what do we have what do we have stockpiled away in the lore right and you know they're like huh well we got this uh fortress and this meldrath guy you want to do an expansion about him and they're like yeah, sure. Fuck it. Sounds Why not? Yeah. yeah I, I feel like the same thing happened probably with Planes of Power. Planes of Power was such a lore heavy, um, like everything, almost everything has a reason for being like how it was. And it was a really nice um, system. Well, I mean, some people don't like it, but I think it's pretty cool system of flagging that was pretty new. Um, and so I think a lot went into like generating um, how, how flagging was to, to happen and stuff. And then out of that, you get. Lost, Dragons, Lost Dungeons and Norath and uh, Legacy of Acacia. So like, well, we did all this work for Pop. Let's uh, put up these two little pieces of turds and uh, and then we'll work on Gates of Discord. They have, um, if you look here, they have uh, Fadeware. They have the Eldar Forest written, which Ooh. is, that was released with, uh, not Prophecy. Was it prophecies? Yeah. Oh God, yes. Mm -hmm. It's been so long. You know that those eight months fly by. <laughs> Where is Eldar Forest? Um, that's the one that you and I went to to camp. No, no, the, on the to, on the uh, the paper here. If you look at number three, Fadeware, uh, okay. right in like the third line, it says. Uh, 
they relocated uh, after the Bainbridge. death of the Eldar Forest, right? Because mm-hmm. remember Prophecy Row, I think some of it you go back in time. Cool. I don't remember. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, so they that's that they've planned out Eldar Forest way back there. Oh, the Temoria's Deep. Look at Dragonor's yeah. Spill. Like so all kinds of stuff. Yeah, this is this was really interesting to me. I'm glad you brought that up. Is uh, Dagnar's Spill, which uh, comes from Dagnar's Cauldron. You know, it, it, it eases out into Timor's Deep, which it doesn't look like they've they no. ever implemented. But no. how cool is that that they had you know Timor's Deep and and a whole you know kind of zone right. white water river that runs from Dagnar's Cauldron to Timor's Deep. Yeah, I'm, I'm continuing to look through this, and uh, it's just really cool, like all the tie-ins and stuff. Uh, oh, so look, uh, go down to where it says Hills and Mountains. Yes, yes. The Hills of Shades. Then look at Dragon Scale Hills. Read that out loud and let yeah, me yeah. know what you think about that. Oh, oh yes, I heard oh, it. I'm sure you read that one, didn't you? Yep, the rich crystalline deposits of these hills are rumored to be the scales of the first prismatic dragon, Carafirm, but not spelled as you guys know it. Right. It's spelled C A R I F U R M. Yeah. So I know how much you like Carafirm uh, and that whole lore. And so um, that kind of goes back to the lore of Carafirm and everything. Which is cool because the Dragon Scale Hills is, you know, where uh, you get to go to Crystallos. And yes. that's where, you know, care firm ends up traveling to after being awoken and they had that all planned out and in the lore i'm gonna tell you a a sad secret and uh in relation you don't don't care about care firm i I never killed care firm oh you never got to kill her i never got to kill care firm no oh no it was a lapse of of play time um i kind of stopped playing you know, right when we were getting into care firm, stopped playing poly, um, and then came back too late. So, missed out. You didn't miss much. It was underwhelming. Okay. All right, good. <laughs> um, so, actually, one of the things, I want you to scroll back up to the Lakes and Golf, where it says Dagner's Cauldron. Okay. This is where I ended up finding the lore, because... If you read through that paragraph there, it talks about Dagnar Butcher Block and the hammer of Butcher Block that now rests in its depths. Huh. Now, Dagnar Butcher Block was some guy that supposedly used his hammer to pound out Butcher Block Mountains and uh, was Dagnar Butcher Block was apparently a big lore character that they had set up to you know, they had Dagner's Cauldron named after him, right? right. Um, so some ancient timey-wimey, you know, type character. And he used the hammer of Butcher Block. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Who do you think holds the hammer of Butcher Block? Hmm, to be a hammer. Uh, is this person still living? Like, is it a, a current EQ like it's some, uh, NPC? somebody somebody we're gonna meet in underfoot. Oh, Bruce Aurelius. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> this was this is part of the fucking rabbit hole I was going down. I didn't know stuff like this. You know, I didn't know because uh, we don't get to kill Brell in underfoot. No, so we interact with him, but we don't kill we him. We interact with him. But 
having his hammer is probably like some uber lore that I would love or some warrior would love, you know, to be able to hold hold Brawl's hammer or Brawl's right. pickaxe or whatever it is. Um, but for, for whatever the case may be, um, this lore was, was written into the, you know, into the game years ago where um, he, Dagnar Butcher Black fell and the hammer of Butcher Black was laying in the depths of Dagnar's cauldron or whatever. And so I wonder if that was going to be tied into whatever that great monster who pulls all who venture too close. Um, so maybe like you had to defeat that, you know, beast or whatever it is to, to find the hammer. Yeah. Something kind of tiny with that. Very cool. Yeah. Um, now they have like, uh, if you scroll down a little bit, the Gulf of Prexus. 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 P R E X U Z. Prexus. That's very interesting. Um, Which but, you know, and I know, uh, are sad that we never get to really see in the game. So you know, this kind of ties in with you know, is Noreth uh, flat Earth society, flat Nora society, uh, <laughs> where this Gulf of Prexus. Um, so like in Otis, on the western continent, western side of the maps, most maps, uh, is Otis, where the Yurdites are, and the Yurdites are the ones are really almost the only ones who can worship Prexus. Um, and remember, Fadewer is on the eastern coast or eastern part of the map, and so maybe this Gulf of Prexus it kind of um, you know binds the two together. Part of me wants to think that it's actually the Gulf of Gunthak. They just renamed it. Ah, um, you know, Broken Skull Island or whatever that was. Yeah, Orcish pirates. But mm-hmm. there were a lot of those were trolls, right? They're the Gulf of Gunthak. All- all, all races, all dark races, oh, okay. or all races, actually. Hmm. That is something I just thought about with um, Fedor. It's like one of the, it doesn't have any kind of evil races. All the evil races are on Antarctica, right? Anyway. Except for except for the evil Erudites. Well, I mean, you also have the evil gnomes, so. That's true. Gnomes and Erudites. Okay. I'm just going to I'm gonna touch on a couple of these things. Yep, People can before. go ahead and, and read some of this stuff. Uh, Loping Plains comes out in Secrets of Fadeware as well. They already had that planned out. Feels a shade. Um, uh, the Way Under Lake, so when we're killing the crocodiles there in the Loping Plains, that's actually Way Under Lake. Ah, okay. Um, Ooh, uh, Servants of a Powerful Elvish Empire. Very cool. I guess that's, I mean, Blood Moon Keep is probably like the the beginning of that blood moon keep like elvish vampire yeah um let's see what else they have there um oh yeah butcher block mountains if Mm -hmm. you see it's spelled spelled wrong but dagnar butcher block pounded them out the very heart of norath and if you look at there at the very end of that line it says the powerful hobgoblin clans yeah you don't see many hobgoblins until like playing a nightmare i think we start seeing hobgoblins Right, so which is weird because obviously there's goblins there, but not hobgoblins. They right. planned probably to do something like that. Um, cool. Let's see, forests and jungles, greater Just, fae, yeah. lesser fae. So I think they had like for each continent they had like um, is there going to be plains or there going to be hills and mountains? There's going to be forests and jungles, like and they just listed them. I would I would love to see for the other continents. Like hopefully whoever has this for Fadwar. 
has because this is fade word number three like three is fade word so there's probably mm -hmm. a one and a two i mean obviously at the very least i would love to see the rest of this yeah i and obviously it gives me something to go <laughs> scour the, the depths of the way way back machine and, and try to find but also this is in the forums so what is keeping somebody <laughs> this is just the pessimist inside of me what's from keeping somebody just from typing this out and printing it out and putting it on this thing and like this is what it is uh because this is everquest lore of north this has got to be a legitimate site okay all right sorry if i made you sad for a half a second no don't but, do that to me yeah i'm always worried about this I'm like is this just trolling this, this looks too good to be true. They ha they have this map to uh, Maldrath's Manor, um, which I don't believe looks anything like the map that is currently nope. Maldrath's Manor. No, um, I think it's interesting that they had it all planned out. Um, it but very um, it's cool that they big. it's cool that they have these maps kind of drawn out already and and oh yeah, I think it's cool know, kind of. Planned. Oh, well, look at that real quick. And I'm going to, I think I saw something that I wanted to mention about. Uh, let's see here. Kedge Keep, nope. Castle Miss Moore, is that it? Pit Traps, Old Steam Pump. Yeah, I mean, there's like really detailed. Um, and I know in this same post, it goes all the way into like Kunark History, Carnos Castle. Um, and again, they go into more detail with, with Fort Mech. Maldraft, the evil gnome, um, and they go into like details as far as like every feature of the zone. And I feel like these kind of things would just people like us just gobble it up and read mm -hmm. through them and be like, even though it might not exist in the same way, it's really nice to know how it might have existed. Oh, here, so here's what I wanted to mention um, the estate of unrest. It says that the estate of unrest was supposed to be in the hills of shade. Oh. That would have been obviously, cool. they, obviously they like the zone enough to keep the state of unrest, um, but obviously it may, putting it in the hills of shade probably turned into what you were saying is Blood Moon Keep, you know? Right, right. So very interesting. Um, so scrolling down past uh, past uh, the fortress maps, there there's some uh, Kunarks. Going a little robotic there. Say that again after after we go past uh, Gunark. So scrolling right. past uh, scrolling past the the uh, Kunark here in yeah. the Maldreth's mansion. Um, I don't really want to touch on on Kunark all that much. I'm I'm having fun with the classic stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, the Kunark was mostly uh, Veneral Sathir and and stuff like that um but they had you know a whole um you know kind of outline to Carner's castle your favorite zone yeah for you to read um oop, the original concept for maldress fortress in steam font yeah that's what i was talking about like they they lay out everything like every minute detail um you know even like the barracks uh textures they tell like the design team, like a plain stone brick room with many small bunks crammed along the wall. Some of the gnome guards are sleeping here between shifts. Like these kind of details are so cool. Um, and, and it really ties into like things like Dungeons and Dragons. Like 
you have a concept um, and then, you know, people want to interact with things and you have kind of ideas for, for describing the room. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Somebody put a lot of time into this. Oh, uh, there it is actually lore. It is said that Meldrath had it, had a twin with whom he was connected at the chest. And you could read about that. It's all right there. Mm, you didn't even read it. Oh did yeah. You? Yeah. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, are we going to provide the link to our listeners for this? We'll put oh, it on the sure. we'll put it on the sure. uh, Discord, so you have to go to Discord, check it out. <laughs> make it make it um, work for it. Below that is uh, the planes of EverQuest. Now, this yes. is something I wanted you to see because I thought this was super interesting. The way they have this set up is is just some guy's pencil drawing and circular, this and it looks Bill, like it's all Bill Trost. I think I said, Rizzo Com said the planes about Bill Trost. I'm sorry. Something you pointed out that I didn't notice was the light and dark. Um, they have like mm-hmm. air, steam, and fire on the light side and water, mud, and earth on the dark side. Yeah. So it was, you know, I'm sure there had to be like some additional tweaking of this because like there's a uh, an outer ring of light and dark. And then there's a, a ring of like, I think it's uh, eight elements. Um, where you have like earth, mud, water, close to darkness, and you have air, steam, and fire close to light. And then within that, you have a, a subring um, that like earth is attached to like growth in the underworld, um, and then mud is, is attached to like fear and hate. I think the, the concept is really cool. And, you know, a lot of these uh, zones were, you know, made obviously like air, fire, water, and earth were all made. But then you also have like disease and valor, uh, sky, uh, fear and hate, um, health was actually, is actually one, uh, growth, justice and war. Like all these are mischief is one of them as well. Um, some of them weren't made like, uh, what's ones weren't made flames, love. love, as far as I know, there's no love, uh, oceans and things like it. But most of these were made in some way or another. This like seems like really a very cool early concept of what the planes should have been. Um, well, there's something I, really similar to this in Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, maybe like I'll put it in Discord. Like Dungeons and Dragons has something. All the different planes of you know the D and D world um, are like of, of individual campaigns has something very similar to this. I'll show you that. Um, yeah, and I th- I thought they have this material plane or the material plane. Yeah, the material plane. The realm of the heroes, it looks like. Yeah, I wonder if that's like the realm of heroes is like where we interact with things and then and we interact directly with the material plane. But we have access to these other planes. We get to go through um, maybe the plane of valor to get to the plane of steam or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a really cool um, concept. I like it. Now, um, you know, that's, that's, that's a little bit it for the site. What I wanted to talk about, and I know we're probably getting close to that hour mark, um, mm-hmm. but I we're wanted good. to, uh, I wanted to go ahead and talk about, there's a little argument on the, uh, EverQuest mysteries on the form of, uh, fire the heaven there. And what it was, oh, is, sorry about that. there was no story, uh, associated if, Somebody said that it felt like EverQuest was a bunch of stories. There was no like core story to right. being like a, a Dungeon and Dragons kind of story. Um, but what I 
what I sort of remember and what uh, uh, Zade apparently had posted was that there was GM events that led to unlocking major zones um, at the beginning of the game. So, oh, okay. <laughs> there wasn't, uh, I'll give you an example, right? Um, you have, this all involves um, Alcabor, right? Uh, Alcabor being the mage or wizard, um, I believe mage, but he, or got to be a wizard. Well, yeah. it, it, he um, is trying to uh, unlock like the portals and stuff. And he travels around with Furiona uh, Vi. And the story goes that, um, you know, about high keep lore where the goblins found um, the, the ore they're down there um, mining for, for ore or whatever. Uh-huh. And they find the Fulligan Soul Stones of Interac, and ah. they had they had some dark elf drag the stone uh, and take it to uh, something somewhere, and they, that was during the Battle of, of Kithikor, where Lannis and and uh, uh, Furiona fight, right? Right. Um, but they use this Soul Stone to open the portal of hate, which is why Interac comes down and starts to intervene. Um, he, he slew he slew everybody that couldn't flee, made the dead rise in Kithikor, and took Lannis back to the Plain of Hate with him, who you see in the uh, the rogue epic in Plain of Hate. Yes, yes. Um, so, but at that point, so you you go through this like battle in Kithikor Forest with a GM on the server, and you get the Soul Stone or whatever the case may be, and now people can go to access the Plain of Hate via wizard. And you have to get the the Fulligan's soul stones from uh, from Nariac only from, from Nariac. Yep. Yep. Even to this day, you can only buy them in Nariac. Can you get the Fulligan soul stones from the well, porter can, guy? In, the porter guy, yeah. Nariac? But I mean, like, um, but it's not. I don't think it's the same one that's used. Maybe it is. Um, like to port to Plane of Hate. Well, you're a wizard. You should tell me. Well, I know. I wanted to port there, and I was like, well, I don't want to have to make a dark elf character. And so I just bought it from the guy and handed it to him and then went there. Because <laughs> I thought it would be a good place to get blue diamonds because, you know, off topic, I'm leveling jewel crafting, but it's not that great of a place. Right. Um, <clears throat> so anyways, these these GM events existed, and these GM events are the ones that caused us to uh, to go ahead and, and go see the Plane of Hate or the Plane of Sky. Um, the next being the Relic of... Uh, I guess these... Let's see. I guess a, one character on the server was getting um, the Shield of Hatred, which is from the Kithikor e- oh, event. event. Okay. Yep. And so then next was um, uh, the Butcher Block Hammer, the Relic of Brel Cerulius. Uh This is kind of how I got into all this stuff. Um, but Alcobor discovers the existence of Finny. And attempting to unravel the secrets of interplanal travel and the mechanisms behind the functions of the wizard spire, the last remaining knight of Kedge tells Alcabor where the hammer of Dagnar Butcherblock is kept, um, which triggers the relic of Brel Cerulius GM event. Here, a oh. bunch of adventurers try to reclaim the hammer of Brel Cerulius. Supposedly, Finney rebukes them at some point, and in the end, they require the hammer from some dark elves who stole it during an adventure. 
And also now Kedge Keep is open. Oh. Wow. I was I was also thinking like you're saying how you know you do this event and now this zone is unlocked. So like mm-hmm. the plane of hate. Mm-hmm. You gotta think about what kind of balls you have to have just to blindly go into like a planar zone in EverQuest where in classic EverQuest where when you die you, you appear naked. <laughs> so it it takes a lot of guts just to walk into an unknown portal or be, you know, teleported by a wizard because I'm trying to remember the port in for plane of hate. I know it for plane of fear, um, you, you know, you get aggro, but plane of hate, when you zone in, do you get aggro immediately? You used to, um, I think about they, that. So modified plane of hate, the, there's like different versions of it. Okay. The original plane of hate was super buggy. You could touch a wall and, and grab their, grab aggro from, Anywhere. Yeah, it's loaded with mobs. Think about how how scary that would have been. Like, to, as a wizard, you have like a group of people, and you have the spell, and you port up a group, um, and then you're now a group of six, contending with you know the denizens of Plane of Hate. Um, good luck. Right. <laughs> you know? uh, actually, I was reading a story on here. Some guy, um, <laughs> some some guy was it was they were in Plane of Hate. They were farming, uh, and the shaman breastplate dropped. Uh, off of what is it the the golems that dropped okay. the shaman gear there and i guess what happened was uh it was so buggy that the golem corpse even though it was dead stood up and started running towards interac <laughs> and so all these shamans while they're trying to decide who gets the the breastplate are like oh my god my chance at the breastplate is is leaving and they try to chase him down and then interact like beats the shit out of everybody <laughs> Yeah, so I was chilling and playing a hate uh, the other day, looking for blue diamonds and other gems, and I came across the maestro, maestro, uh, and I couldn't couldn't take him down. I had like sixty percent mana when I started, and I got him down to forty percent health, but then I ran out of mana, and I and I saw Interruk. I didn't even attempt Interruk. Uh, maestro is a G. So is uh, so is any. Yeah, they're they're tough. Um, I mean, obviously, if like, I just had one other person, I think I'd have been fine, but. Um, so moloing with a 85 wizard just wasn't happening. Was there any um, more, more of these lore stories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to touch on, so it looks like rendering the veil is the next one where Alcabor discovers Lady Fox is capable, capable of rendering the veil, which prevents mortals from traversing the plains. Uh, adventurers slay Lady Fox, acquire the crystal claw of Vishan, and planner travel becomes possible specifically unlocking the plane of sky for players so part of what i uh what i think is really cool is the fact that you have all these these little mini events can you imagine being the the 50 or 80 people that kill lady vox for the first time and then you know unlock plane of sky for your server like what a cool like because in everquest you're just a, a lot of these games make you the hero right you are right. um let's take skyrim for instance you are the the dragonborn right um and you are the hero you're the one that people recognize when you walk into the city and stuff in everquest you're just some guy yeah you're just for the most part, yeah, you're some just some random and, one of many and, and how you play the game is depending on what you want to do where if you want to trade skill or group or you will become uh, a, a lore 
person where you are being the first to kill things in in the game so that's really interesting to me that you can kind of write your own saga and i wish a game would come out where it does this again where it gives the most dedicated people a reason to be like heroes and unlocking certain events for the rest of the server i just think that's really cool yeah i know world of warcraft kind of touched on that where you know certain criteria had to be met for um, zones to open up um but i think you know everquest probably you know these stories probably got lost over time but um, you know, some people still remember them where like these, um, you know, ideas were used for other MMOs to kind of have, um, unlocking of zones based on progression. And I, and I think that, uh, there was, or maybe there's a private server. I think it's a private server where zones are not unlocked until certain criteria are met. And I think that's pretty cool. That's kind of what they did with, um, uh, the EverQuest or P99 was it green, the newest server that came oh, okay. out. They that were, must be it. Yeah, they were unlocking it as time went by, based off of the patches. Yeah, but I don't think they were doing these GM events. I mean, they can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, these GM events are are part of uh, you know, just EverQuest lore, and then you know, getting certain titles and uh, GM only gear. I mean, that's that was the the dream back in the day yeah i never got gm only gear i did get gear from a gm event i got red dragon skill armor uh which at the time was amazing it was like plus 25 strength and had great ac and i think some hit point maybe it hit points maybe it didn't um but i did get that from a gm event i think it was in uh, uh mountains and i thought it involved me on miss more but again this is so long ago that i don't remember all the details I just remember this very large dark elf wearing a robe, a green robe. So maybe it was Mayong, maybe not. Maybe. Maybe. Um, do you have anything to comment on? Or I'm just, there's just so much. Oh, I there's read. so much more lore. We talk about lore uh, <laughs> for like a whole another, another hour. Um, yeah. But no, as far as lore, we'll just, we'll leave it there with lore. Um, just a reminder um, to sign up for the giveaway. Um, don't forget to do that after you listen to the podcast. Be sure and check that out. We're still having a good time on Mangler. We've talked. Are we to... though? Hmm. Are we though? I am. Um, I know yeah. we. Well, I wanted to bring it up. I oh, know. Right. So burnout. Um, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, I'm having a good time with there. Telsey, I can't believe like <clears throat> yourself, Kara, and Nigo getting me to level 85. It was a team effort, and I appreciate all of you. Uh, it's really amazing for me to be like, you know, creeping into like top 10 DPS uh, in raids as a wizard with the limited amount of AAs that I have. Uh, Gearing has been amazing with the Old Man McKinsey raids uh, and also the Old Man McKinsey missions. But we did so many of them. We got really good at it, too. Uh, we did so many of them. I just got burnt out on doing the same thing. We're getting over better again. and better, honestly. Yeah, we are getting better and better. We're like we're, we're getting faster with those. But um I like I like raiding. I like the the big group. Um, I I do want to do more of the McKenzie raids. It's just the timing didn't work out for me. I was enjoying watching. I think the last episode of Boba Fett, uh, which means like it's Mandalorian 2.5. Right. <laughs> but um, I was having a really good time watching that. So I was just like, 
I'm going to do this instead of raid, uh, OMM raid. But yeah, um, I mean, we're, I, I feel if, if Underfoot came out today, I'd be happy about it. I, I feel like I wouldn't have missed anything in Secrets, uh, Seeds of Destruction. But I know, uh, how do you feel? Are you feel like you've done everything you wanted to do in Seeds of Destruction? Yeah, somebody asked me uh, what I wanted to do the other day, and I just kind of like shrugged my shoulders. I'm like, I'm down for whatever, but I've, I've legitimately almost accomplished everything that I've wanted to accomplish. Um, right. This past week, I got three illusions that I've been waiting on getting. Yep. And now it's just kind of time to like collect AAs and and wait for the next expansion. You know. Now, do you have ally status with one of the heralds? Any of the factions? No, but I can sneak up behind them and buy things. No, no, you need ally status to buy the the emblems. Because um, I, I need that uh, with one of them because I have a, a tier 4.5 uh, robe from the raids. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if I get an emblem uh, with augs, it'll be almost like a 1600, uh, 1500 mana item. I can get one of the augs from the uh, field of scale, but oh, okay. I can't. I can't from the. Her I don't know how many heralds are there. So just one for each um, uh, part of the void, including Corfax. One for each part of the void. There's a herald in the void. What's going on? No, 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 no. You like you, you zone in like Corfax, and there's like the herald draws a row. Right. You, you go into old bloodfields, and there's that. Um, uh, begins with an A or something, Herald there that you can buy stuff from. Oh, see, I didn't know there was Heralds in these other zones. Yeah, I just and know there's, there's the one type 15 AUG that only goes in the the raid or group um, chest chest slot. Obviously, I didn't care enough because I don't have any raid armor from this expansion, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I got that nice raid uh, chest piece. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one that gives you like four free casts or whatever, right? That's eight. Oh, even better. I upgraded it. I think it's like eight free casts, but it's not my biggest nukes. But it's still really nice when I'm low on mana. And, you know, I just want to ink out a little bit more nukes. I can click that and I'm good. Actually, I think there's a, uh, um, a, a, a robe that you can get from like Arkstone or something that will allow you to, um, it's like a free cast every so many minutes or whatever but it's yeah, a free but I, bet, I bet it's limited to like a certain level so that's a free garbage <laughs> 800 points or not it's free there are some there are just some stuff i still have to get that uh, evac stick um from chardock i still want to get that um which you know i could just do in my free time i'm considering i started the oh we didn't talk about this i started the breakdown and communication quest uh, mm -hmm. i really want to do it that aug is still relevant even in underfoot. So it's something I'm, I'm looking at doing. Uh, it just kind of takes some time. It's just going to kind of be like a little hobby of mine when I have free time and no one else is on. And then I think, I think I'm going to do the shawl quest with Kara. And we'll see if I can get, get them done uh, before underfoot comes out. Sounds stupid. Yeah, it does. But um, I don't mind trade skilling. I think I've got jewel crafting up. Um, it was kind of fun. Um, but we'll see about the other trade skills and how easy they're going to be. But well, yeah, I'll try to get max trade skills. Can jump on and poke in and finish up tinkering for me then. Oh, it's just, yeah, just hit a button and 
and sell stuff back. It's not that hard. It's much easier than what it used to be where you had to like drag and drop, hit combine, drag and drop, hit combine. Now you can do like an auto, auto combines if you have the materials and it auto inventories it for you and everything. It's the farming for me. Yeah, well, Drew Crafting, there wasn't farming. It's just purchasing items. So we'll, we'll see when it gets to time to be farming uh, how much I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy it. Um, the thing that is nice about being a wizard is I do have really nice AoE spells. Um, and so right now I'm farming uh, diamonds and blue diamonds from Crypt of Decay. Uh, don't anyone take my spot, please. Um, but I can get probably like 10 diamonds, 10 blue diamonds per hour. And so I can just... You know, every 15 minutes, go and round up like 40 mobs and nuke them all down and collect all the gems. Good. We're going to have to do that in uh, Plane of Innovation as well for me. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. As long as you can aggro the mobs, um, then I can nuke them down really quick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, request the help of uh, our good friend Kara there. Yeah, Kara and Nigo. Nigo can run around with like a low-level bard spell and, yeah. uh, and, and AoE damage them. Or A, we aggro them, and then just bring them to me, and I can nuke them down real quick. Well, before we wrap up, uh, you've already mentioned, go ahead and and uh, get that free chrono by you know joining our Discord and telling us your favorite zone. Um, I plan on posting on the Facebook page, so uh, if you don't see us on Instagram, you'll definitely see a, a post on maybe the EverQuest Facebook. Or, Ooh, you're going to put us on Facebook? Man, we're going to be so much traffic so you think so yeah i think so i, <laughs> I think so. i think it's gonna be nice i think um we have enough episodes out like we have enough content well like people are going to be pretty excited about it so I, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting uh, more listeners but thank you to everyone who's listened to this point uh you are all appreciated and uh, i want to take a second just to to thank somebody that may not uh be listening right now um we have a, a friend who is sick with covid um and i just think you know she was always kind to us i wanted to say hopefully she gets well soon um you know uh we spent a lot of time with our, with our friend there and yeah when i heard the news last night i just kind of it, it reminisced about all the times we spent together um in pals and all the good memories we have even the funny some of the funny memories and just remembering that person and their personality. And, and although I never met them in person, um, you know, you get, you get to know somebody after spending a couple of years with them and rating. And, you know, I told my wife about it and she immediately understood. Like, and I know uh, your wife interacted with this person. Um, they always greeted uh, your wife whenever they knew she was around. And I felt like that's really special. Um, but my wife knew like she now understands like these aren't just random people that I that I play the game with these are even though there's like 40 or 50 of us can be it's still you know you know these people and you get to know them and you become friends with them even if you only see them once or twice a week and you don't really interact with them much they become part of your family you know that these people are um like indubitably like important because um even my father-in-law who often comes in the game room while I'm, I'm here raiding mm-hmm. knew of this person, you know, yeah. knew uh, yeah. their character and, and, and just who they were. And all I had to say was, yeah, this person's sick. And he was like, that person I knew exactly, you know? Mm. And so that's sad. Um, but 
she was a, a, a listener. I would have loved to have her as a guest. Hopefully, oh, maybe yeah. one day we can still make that happen. But right. uh, very sweet lady, and I hope she gets well soon. I want to just add that into the podcast. Hopefully, you don't mind me doing that. No, 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 not at all. Um, but, boy, uh, I kind of uh, drained drained me there just thinking about that. Um, but So, thank you, everyone, for, for listening. Um, this, this episode will be dedicated to that person and hopefully they get better and even hopefully we will listen to this and feel better and have them on. Uh, we're thinking about you. Yeah. Take care of your loved ones, everyone. Life's short. So, um, yeah, we got that outro music queued up. Let's have one uplifting something. <laughs> don't <laughs> want to end on a sour let's note. End on a sour note with COVID. I don't want COVID to to make our podcast sad. Oh my God. So yeah, we're we're looking to have. Um, you know, we talked about some potential guests. We're not going to put any names, but hopefully somebody that can help me wizard better. Uh, somebody that. Well, I will say, you know, our good friend Lambeck. I know he does uh, trucking. The one that donated the five chrono. Uh, hopefully, have him on talk warrior a little bit. But also, you know, talk about the life of a trucker. Very interesting. Um, story uh, lots of stuff we have lots of questions we have to ask him so lots right. to look forward to with ever pals um, i know we might not present content as often as you'd like but we we try our best to coordinate our schedules to get to get something out i also have reached out to a uh, everquest youtuber who is interested who just recently recently did a collab with ion blaze our good friend who was oh. on like, episode 10 um and i'm you know i just reached out to him I'd like to just be part of the EverQuest community. I want other EverQuest um, personalities to know us as good people as well. So, yep. uh, yeah, I, I uh, reach out to him and we may have him on, a, on as a guest uh, when everything can line up appropriately. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so, you didn't know about that one, huh? I didn't know about that. We're going to talk about that off air. You have to fill me in. So, All yes, right. I, I think that's uplifting enough. Um to to end our podcast for today um um ready for the outro music yeah play that shit all right it's not shit it's good play that good shit there we go all right bye everybody <laughs> bye